Welcome to Be Our Geek, broadcasting live from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Miss Shannon, here with my co-host, Jayton Satia. Hello, Jayton. Whatever, man. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> don't start a fight right at the beginning of the episode. Well, I'm jealous. <laughs> Why are you jealous? Of your travels. Oh, so what, gotta talk about what my good friend is bringing up is that I recently returned from Nerdvana, a.k.a. San Diego Comic-Con. So we're going to do some uh, San Diego Comic-Con stories today. We also have our uh, good guest geek friend in studio today, our good friend Christopher Jones. Jones, Christopher Jones returns. So are you really that mad? You got to, you went to like all these film festivals without me and I wasn't a hater. Fine. <laughs> Thank you very Fine. much for calming down so quickly. Fine. Very, very, very I'm still happy. jealous. I still want to know a lot more. Uh, you've already, you and I have already talked about it, but I definitely want to know a lot more of what happened there. Because well, I've never been to the, you know, the Mecca, the Comic Con. Right. In San Diego, I've obviously been to the ones in Minneapolis and the regional ones, but I kind of want to know uh, the major difference between the two, the excitement, the buzz, and obviously there was no Game of Thrones this year at the Comic Con. There so wasn't a ton of Marvel stuff, so yeah. it was kind of so it was all like DC, just basically Lots taking of DC. over. Yes, and so I'm very excited to talk about that, which is part of the reason why we uh, invited Chris Jones to come in because he is very familiar with the the DC stuff. So I'm gonna I help, I'm interested to hear his opinions on the new trailers that came out from the DC Cinematic Universe, because I feel like he's part of the old guard on some of these things, but we will have to see what opinions that he has. Yeah, and I couldn't go just because the festival is ramping up right now, and, you know, I kind of liken a Comic-Con or any kind of those um, major conferences and fanfare that happen to uh, a festival, where our festival is more or less a a Comic-Con for independent films. So we, I get geeked out about, you know, the independent films and I get to showcase to my audiences and our panel discussions are much like the release parties for um, uh, Titans and all these other, you know, uh, shows that will be coming up. So I get excited. I get liking, I liking the, my festival to Comic-Cons and whatnot. But I know you've been to my festival before. You've right. been to, obviously, the Comic-Cons. Um, what about you? Do you see a uh, major difference between the two? Or I think there are a, a lot of parallels, and you, it is trying to figure out what is the main part of your programming, and then how many additional uh, things do you want out there just for the fans and the people who may not be able to make it to some of the main programming. And that was one of the things I thought was most interesting about uh, going to San Diego because that's 135,000 people that's that want to be there. People. Right. That is a lot of people. And so even like the people, like uh, the way that they experience the con is different based upon what they're into. Like I was there with my friend and I'm sitting there and we're watching people that were in line for the next day's programming. So they're in these pop-up tents and these chairs and they're like, so I'm just asking these people who are sitting there for hours and hours and hours. And I don't mean like I'm going to sit here for two hours and get in line. They're camping out overnight to be able to get into It's the whole FOMO thing. Right. Right. And so you're missing out on something. But then if there's, for me, it's, I like lines to a certain extent, but if it's like two days in advance or three days, I'm like, why? I'm missing out on other things that are happening, and I'm just waiting in line for this one thing. I agree, and that's why it was so interesting because I did walk up and just ask them, like, why do you do this? And there were people that were saying that they were on their seventh or eighth year that they'd come, and they were like, well, you just really want to be in the hall. And just I find their 
the, the thought pra- pra- process for somebody like that is just interesting to me because I'm not that kind of fan. Sure. That I just have, like, do I want to be in this giant hall to hear people talk about something that I enjoy so badly that I'm willing to sleep outside for a day and a half. So there's obviously, no? yeah, there's also <laughs> those people that um, uh, uh, are cosplayers, right? They dress right. up and they're full-on characters and they spend months and months and months perfecting their perfect outfit and whatnot. And some that are just your average Joes who are just interested in content that are walking amongst them where did you fall into that? Because I know you've also done cosplay in the past as well, but like... There was no way I was dressing up to go to this one. It was my <laughs> first year. There's no way. Because there's so many people, you can't even move. So most of the people who had really good costumes, we uh, and had really good uh, cosplay, I felt like we found them like two or three blocks away from the actual San Diego Convention Center. Because they were just wandering around, and then I had time to go, hey, that's a great dragon, can I take a picture? Or how long did it take you to make that giant Thor hammer? That's awesome. Because then you can actually see them and deal. Because in the hall and in the exhibit hall, they were, it was packed. It was too packed for so you it's to just do like, this. So if, if any of our uh, listeners have never been to a con ever or at least have even seen it on TV, describe to us what that feels like to be in that exhibit hall like that giant so it's basically a convention center right right it's a convention center with a lot of exhibit booths and right all these studios and all these and you're shoulder and to shoulder with a bunch of other people that want to go around and buy things and find their favorite artist and 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 it's 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 what are you looking for and then trying to navigate and so thank goodness for apps and all these other things that you could do now and technology that can remind me what number I'm looking for because there's no way I'm remembering. I mean, that. there's other, there's celebrity guests that are just at booths as well. Like if you love Firefly, Nathan Fillion was there. If you loved um, uh, Flash Gordon, right. you talked about that a little bit. Right. You know, they were, so how much of that excitement is spilled over into from the, uh, your average Joe who's going to a con for the first time or second, third time, are they there to see the exhibitors? Are they s- there to see specific actors that they really love? That I portrayed think there was a lot characters? of people that really wanted to see the actors, okay. but I would suggest if you were going to go, and we'll have to like get an opinion of this from when our, our guest geek is on as well. My suggestion is you pick one day that you hang out at the actual main event, but there's so many additional things that are going on in a place like when you're going to San Diego Comic-Con, that you can go, oh, the Sci-Fi Network has all their own stuff Got it. five blocks away. So you can go so stand in that So it takes over the city. It, yeah, oh, yes. It was that. There was like, and, and I think it's so interesting now because I feel like years and years ago it would have been only stereotypical geek sci-fi fantasy yes. shows. Now it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine is there and Brooklyn has a panel. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Jack Ryan took what? over like Four blocks. They had a whole Jack Ryan experience. So it's more of a pop culture. Now it is. It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot more. Yeah, and now it's so a lot more mainstream. So do the people who are diehard Comic-Con fans, do, do they have adverse reactions to having a Brooklyn Nine-Nine Not panel that discussion? I noticed. I think that, you you know, the, if you love something, you love it. And there's so many of these things that bleed out now. Like, there was also, we went across the, the street to this pavilion, and they had, like, a giant Jumbotron set up, and people were playing Fortnite. So a bunch of the gamers could go there. And then there were pop-up things for some of the smaller Marvel things, like their TV shows like cloak and dagger had an experience and so there's a lot of things that you can do and not actually be in the convention center and all that stuff outside is free yes 
So That's it's you know, and and there's ways that you could you know get giveaways and be part of the experience. Oh, but there's a lot of the activations chil- Right. There. So there was like a thing at the Children's Museum that had the history of Star Trek sure. items and things that you could go and look at. So I kind of, as someone who likes people. I'm just saying that even you if like you like people? people, I know. Do you, can you feel it, yeah. Jamie? Um, I feel like even as someone who likes people, it was too many people. So <laughs> it was good to take a break and walk around and be around slightly less people. So comparative to other cons that you've went to, for example, you've gone to the New York one. Right. So talk about the comparison between the mega one, which is obviously San Diego, but then the other ones too. And mind you, this was my first year, so I did have a chance to kind of do some reconnaissance, and I know how I would do it if I go again next year. I did feel that New York Comic Con was much more accessible, and Got the it. way that it takes over New York is much easier to navigate, even though it's crazy busy. And it might just be that New York is just so accustomed to having ran so many people sure. that Absolutely. you can like add onto their footprint, and it's fine. San Diego can't do that. <laughs> it's like the there's not normally not this there. many people over here. So there's no place for you to go. Sure. Right. So I, you know, I, we're, we're trying to figure out already. I'm like, I could do, I did one day at San Diego this year. I'm like, okay, I would do like the preview night and then like two days in San Diego and then do two days in New York Got is it. what I feel like. Okay. Because I, I had no desire to be there for the Saturday mania at San Diego Comic-Con. I even tapped out on that. I'm like, I don't even want to be here for that. (laughs) There's no way. No, I would go. (laughs) I'm planning on going to AFM, American Mm -hmm. Film Market, which also happens to be in California um, and in San Diego. And that's in November. And I'm planning a one-day excursion within the confines. But I'm also setting up meetings outside of that during the next two or three days. So I can still be part of the American Film Market, but I really don't have to be on footprint right and i'll just pick one of the weekdays as opposed to the weekend when most of the people are going to be there so i think i'm going to attack uh afm as you're thinking about attacking comic-con moving forward right because we were really thinking we feel like we are definitely missing out for not being because we decided we're just going to do touristy things and wander around san diego the last day we were in town versus really trying to be part of the con and now we're like really happy that we decided to do that and just like let's just go look at the water i was gonna (laughs) say you have to dip your toes in the water yeah so we just wandered around and just saw some of the other things there and spent way too much money eating oysters at some place so when in heaven right it it was (laughs) a great vacation so we are going to take our our break today and we are going to come back and uh, talk to uh, this episode's guest geek our friend christopher jones he is a, a a con attending uh, veteran, so we want to get his perspective on some of these things. Uh, and also talk to him about some of the projects that he has going on, and I would be completely remiss if I did not give him a chance to talk about some stuff going on, not only with DC, but some of the uh, new information we recently heard out about the new Doctor Who. Yeah, so all of, about that. Yeah, all of that and more when we get back. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, 
ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Hola, soy Andrés Cantor y los invito a ver la Copa Mundial de la FIFA. Vive cada jugada y emocionate con nosotros porque el Mundial lo es todo. Del 20 de noviembre al 18 de diciembre en español por Telemundo y Peacock.